0: The Miami Voice is not a ministry of Calvary Chapel, North Miami, and the views from guests on the show may not necessarily align with my personal views or the biblical lifestyle views of Calvary Chapel, North Miami and Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale. Hey fam, welcome to Miami Voice season two. The Miami Voice is a podcast looking to raise the volume of what's really going on in our community for the sake of greater unity. We're going to focus this season on mentorship, why we need it, why it's important and why our at-risk youth are not getting it or are they so saddle up family we're going to get deep real deep into the raw truth as to what's going on with our youth and mentorship and why we believe every youth needs a mentor let's go All right, family, welcome back to the Miami Voice. I am super excited, man, because I've got a sister in Christ who is uh, on with us today, and she's gonna be a special treat uh, because she is doing, and when I say doing it, if she's out here uh, doing this mentoring thing um, to a high level and a high degree, um, and so God has been using her in immensely great ways. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she's been at it for a little over three or four years and she'll correct me because she has no problem (laughs) correcting uh, because you're going to come correct with this woman here. Uh, She's a straight shooter, but she loves Jesus and she loves what she does. And I believe truly that she's been built Um, And made and crafted and threaded together by the spirit of God for uh, such a time as this in this cultural climate that we're in. Uh, And so it is my sister Maria Garcia. She is um, well, the founder, really. uh, And she's taken on the, the mantle of truth. Mentoring in Apollo Middle School, I believe that's the school. And again, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Apollo, uh, right in Hollywood in the inner city urban context. Uh, and again, she is loving on uh, these young middle school girls who are at a prime age. I call I call middle school uh, phase the wet cement phase. I used to be a youth pastor, and so I got a little experience with middle schoolers. Uh, and it's that season of life where um, it's so detrimental because they are wet cement. However, they're molded, and the way that's Dries is usually going to be the foundation that's set uh for their life and so maria is doing a phenomenal work um in hollywood and so maria what's up girl how you doing this morning sister
1: hey pastor Darren. i'm doing good
0: tell us about the work that you are doing uh in your mentoring program so let first of all make sure <laughs> that i said everything correctly how long have you been doing truth mentoring
1: so this will be my
0: fourth year oh snap I so i was i was possible. on point I, I was i was accurate yeah yeah so how how has the journey been what what is what has God done in the four years uh that you've been doing truth mentoring and it's been at Apollo Middle School right so I was correct
1: so yes it's at Apollo Middle School and it's been it's this year obviously everything is different for everyone so it's it's kind of learning how to navigate um the new normal I would say um but in since the beginning he's done amazing work with the girls he's allowed us to not only be in the school but also be part of their families part of a support group for their parents and for the teachers um and for basically the staff at the school as well because we do have relationships with security guards and everyone just always has girls that they want to be into the program that they um can send over to us so it started off with um the first year i want to say it was about six girls mm-hmm. and then we have grown the last last year when we were here we had about 108 girls in the program
0: wait a minute say that again 108 girls
1: yes of about 108 wow in the program.
0: from six to in four years look mm-hmm. at god
1: Yes, 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 yes. It's been amazing. So um, he's grown the program tremendously. He's given us avenues to be able to come in here and not only pray with the girls, but pray with the staff. We've been able to put prayer boxes in the lounge areas and be able to have even staff members reach out to us and ask for prayer for different scenarios. So he's moving. And I always like to tell people they always say, well, God's not allowed in the schools. And I always tell them, well, I, I don't believe that. I believe that we haven't really reached out and done our job to actually try and be inside the schools. Um, because that's good. Yeah. He's allowed us to, he, he will allow us to. And, um, he's open doors and there is no trying to be, you know, sneaky about it or, no, it's it's full blown Jesus. I I have them all over my room. Wow. That's what we speak about. It's a ministry. The parents sign off on it. We have children from all different walks of life, and just because it's helping their children and other girls see the the difference in the lives of the other girls, they want to be part of the program as well. So it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey.
0: I'm, I'm glad. I'm has, glad you mentioned that about um, God being allowed in schools as opposed to the, the, the myth that is often uh, perpetuated that, Oh, you can't get into schools because oftentimes people that are, um, you know, they have the good, a good heart. Uh, they don't realize, um, that they could actually get into those schools and, and bring Christ with them. Uh, they unwittingly get discouraged because they have this, again, the stigma, well, I don't want to proselytize and all that stuff. So I'm glad you mentioned that, but keep going. I just want to make sure we park there for a minute because anybody that's discouraged right now, uh, into going uh, into a school, um, listen to Maria's testimony. She's in the school. She's unapolog- unapologetically sharing Jesus, no filter, and the doors have been open for this. And so keep going. I just wanted to make sure I put put that out there.
1: No, absolutely. And that's something that I always like to tell whenever I, I go and speak at uh, different classes or whatnot. I tell at the churches, I let them know that hey, we are a lot in the school. You know, I don't think that we're the ones that are doing the job of going into the school because, as you said, if right now there's, it's and it's been like that for a while and now it's even more crucial, where the teachers don't have enough support. Mm-hmm. There is not enough teachers in the school to, you know, the ratio to, uh, child, the teacher to children ratio is is ridiculous. And um, they have thirty. 35 students in their class at one point and for us to be able to come in at least once a week and say hey i'm gonna take half of your kids i'm gonna go ahead and take them for this hour and i'm gonna teach them some stuff that is super super detrimental to their health they're going to want that support and they're not going to say no to this free support you know my program focuses on effective communication and emotional health. And if we can get these children to navigate through what their emotions are, to recognize them, what their triggers are, Mm. and to be able to effectively communicate them at this age, they're going to be winning once they get into high school, once they become actual adults. It's something I just learned to do I would say six years ago, oh, wow. um and I'm still learning how to do that, so if we can teach them to do it at this age, and like you said, um uh, middle school is is such a huge, huge um, step for these children, so that right. the ages between eleven and fourteen is huge. These children are changing,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: emotionally, yeah, physically mentally yep. every change that they can possibly experience happens through middle school it's that season they're yeah. growing yeah they're maturing and and they don't know how to do that why am i feeling this way why why is this happening to me why is my body changing why, there's so many different things that they go through mm. and they don't know why and our, us as parents sometimes don't know how to navigate that right with them. so it's if,
0: uncomfortable if, it's yes and, or taboo and
1: Yes, and actually get them to recognize it, right? We're so used to, I just left, I'm I'm sitting out here right now on a bench at Apollo because I just left with a meeting with one of the girl and I'm explaining to her that right now we live in an era where our minds are always occupied. It's either TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or Netflix. So we're always occupied on something else and we never really have time to actually sit and with ourselves, Mm. And that's what's happening with these kids. So I challenged her hey, for the next, we're going to meet again next week. So you have seven days. So for the first three days, take five minutes of no, just by yourself, have nothing, nothing to occupy. You just leave your phones and such and TV off and just sit with yourself for five minutes each day. And then the next three, do 10 minutes mm-hmm. and see where your mind takes you. Mm. See what you like. These kids don't know what they like, they don't know. What is good Or makes them happy or yeah, It's almost makes
0: like, them because, like their identity is being formed By by yes. culture and, and media And what media is feeding them And so it's almost like hijacking Their their personal identity
1: 100% and they don't know And you ask them who are you Who is you know who If I was to ask myself in 6th grade who is Maria And I, I wouldn't know how to answer that Because I you know We don't have the time to actually sit with ourselves Facts. So that's something that 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 we teach them and that we try to um, influence them to do is to be able to take that time by themselves to actually learn who they are. And then from there, we go into emotions. What are emotions? What are we feeling? How are we feeling them? What are some triggers in our lives caused by the trauma that we've experienced? We've all experienced trauma. We all have a story. Mm-hmm. We all have this life that we have to walk through and learning to navigate that and communicate it with those
0: around us is, I think it's very crucial. My Lord. I'm I'm so glad you're saying everything you're saying. I feel like God is leading this conversation already because, you know, you talk about middle schoolers and as a pastor, and, and I don't know if I mentioned this, I'm biased. So Maria and her husband, Mike, they actually uh, consider Calvary Chapel, North Miami, uh, the church that I get a chance to pastor uh, their church home. So shouts out to CCNM. Um, yeah. So praise God. But, but so what you're trying to mentor students particularly the middle school students to do. I'm literally trying to pastor adults to do like literally put <laughs> right. You've heard me say this several times, put your phones down, like yeah. literally just get in God's presence, delight in him, seek him, uh, find satisfaction in him. Right. Uh, and I shared, I think a couple weeks ago in a Bible study, it might've been on Wednesday night. Uh, we have a Wednesday night zoom context, but, um, how Moses, who who went through some identity crisis in his life growing up, uh, he had some trauma, right? You know, Moses was literally found and fished out of a a river. Uh, He was raised up uh as an yes. Egyptian but yet his identity he was he was a Hebrew uh and so you know him trying to solidify his identity he goes and he kills uh i believe an Egyptian and then he does that so that he can gain acceptance meanwhile the people that he was looking to gain acceptance from uh wouldn't accept him uh, and so Moses has got this identity crisis happening and it wasn't until watch this it wasn't until Moses was literally driven and he fled uh into the wilderness where he sat down by a well and 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 everything in his life all the chaos in his life it quieted down where he was able to have a moment to find out who he really was and what was really going on right uh and the well that he sat down by uh the bible tells us that the well is metaphoric for our soul and so Moses had to sit in silence and ask himself the question, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. And who am I mm. and who am I becoming? And so I think that's so good that we're we're trying to get our students and even our adults to quiet themselves and be mindful of where they are and what's going on in their soul. And so, man, that's so good. Maria. Keep keep <laughs> keep doing that. I, I love it. Now, real, <laughs> real quick, are there any success stories that you can think of off the top of your head as you've been doing this for quite some time now uh what what have you seen god do as as you know obviously it's a success that it's grown from again like six students to 108 um that's a success in and of itself but any personal testimonies that that you can remember like over the four years you know a student coming back after going to high school and and because i think you've got some students that still connect with you that have left Apollo and are in high school, but still reach out. Is that true?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's not It's not just uh, when, when we build these relationships, it's not just, hey, we're here for you at the school. And when we see you once a week, this is what we can give you. And this is where it ends. So our relationships are life-on-life relationships. Um, we go as far as having, they're allowed to, call us Mm. at any time for anything i tell our girls that there is no wrong time um obviously there's boundaries like they can't call me and say hey miss mary can you bring me mcdonald's right right um because that's not like you know a real emergency but if they ever do need me i remember there was a time for me um where i was 15 or 14 and i remember me and my friends um we were stuck in, in Miami and in Hialeah. It was four o'clock in the morning with some guys um, and they wanted us to spend the night at their house. And mm. we were like, absolutely not. Uh, this wasn't the plan. You know, we were supposed to go party and whatever, whatever. And so they didn't want to take us home. And at that time, it was literally four o'clock in the morning and we didn't, it was four of us and we didn't have anybody to call. We couldn't, we didn't feel comfortable enough to call our parents. Um, we didn't, we thought we were going to get in so much trouble. We mm. didn't know where we were at. And then we didn't have anybody that we could really trust to call and confide and say, Hey, I'm in trouble. Can you please come pick us up? Right. So, um, being that that was my experience, I, and I know that for these girls, the, The scenarios that they live in nowadays, and just where they live, and it can possibly be one of them. I want them to know that if there is any time that they are in trouble or they don't feel safe, and they need that one person, Miss Maria or Miss Kelly or Miss whoever is with me with us in the program, we are that that resource for them to be able to reach out at any time for us to be able to come and help them. Wow. Um, Wow. So it's not just here in the schools. You know, we have parents that call us. Um, Your wife, thank God was able to be a part of helping us out during a time where I had a situation with one of the parents going through some craziness with her daughter. I remember. Hey, yeah. Can you please come pray at my house? I, I, I need to, I, And I said, hey, we're not only going to pray, let's anoint it down. Let's anoint the doorpost of your home. Let's anoint the bedroom. She
0: and Raisa showed up, right?
1: Yes, yes, Mm. yes, they did. Thank God for them. So they did. They showed up and and the parents call us and they want that support um, from the church. And that's who we have to be. We have to be his hands and his feet at all times, not just in the church. So our relationships do go Deeper than I mean, not just in the school. So they do go deeper than just the school. And I allow them to know that with the teachers as well. So I do have my girls call me all the time. Obviously, during the pandemic, it's slowed down a little bit because it's we can't see each other like we would normally. Right. But they do. And I do have right now I have um, some of my girls. Hey, I'm graduating. And it's amazing um, to be able to experience that with them. I actually have one of my girls now. She's a part time worker at one of our locations, um, which is amazing because she just graduated high school and she's working part time for us. She works part time at Publix. But to see her growth right when she first started and her grades, how they were, and she really didn't care. When we first started, we were at Apollo and MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're just at Apollo. But so I do have relationships with the girls. I have another one that just called me, um, about two weeks ago. And when we first started, um, she was in ninth grade, and her grades were Fs and Ds. And we challenged her. We said, if you get your grades up to As and Bs. We'll take you out to wherever, whatever restaurant you want to go to. We'll take you to that restaurant. Well, we meant, you know, for that school year. Um, But she called me two weeks ago. Miss Murray, you're never going to guess. I'm going to send you a screenshot of all my grades. I said, okay, go send them to me. And they're all A's and B's. And it took her a little bit to get there, Mm -hmm. but she got there. And so she says, you know, does does the offer still stand? And I said, absolutely, wherever you want to go. I will take you out to dinner. So there's definitely, definitely um, some stories that God has allowed us to see through. And um, I tell people, don't get discouraged if you don't get to see all the stories through. You know, it's like we're trying to cause a ripple effect. We're not going to see, you know, what's going down 20, 30 ripples down. We're just going to, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we plant that seed. We want to make sure that we are being his hands and feet when he calls us to. And then he takes it from there. We're not responsible for what happens after that. We're just responsible for saying, yes, Lord, use me. I'm here. And if he allows us to see the beauty that he's caused, then thank him for it and and be humbled that he's allowed you to do that. But we're not, you know, it's not like, oh, we have to see all those stories. But it's a beautiful thing because he is an amazing and faithful God. And he allows us to be able to experience some of those
0: you know, we call that gospel chilling, Calvary, North Miami. You know, we do our best yes. <laughs> and God handles the rest. And so yes. you're doing the best you can. You're giving, you're giving of yourself. You're doing an excellent job. You're planting those seeds. And then you trust that God's sovereignty, uh, he'll water that seed. Uh, he'll take that, that mentee uh, to the next level. And and perhaps in his providence, as it pleases him, he'll put someone else in that mentee's life that will carry them into adulthood uh and to see see to it that that mentee uh succeeds now now we got about five more minutes and i i I don't want to miss this because um, and, and we won't be able to cover it all. But you you have a way of relating with these girls uh, and relatability and relevance is necessary uh, to a degree. Uh, it's extremely helpful. Um, you you haven't been saved since you came out the womb. Like you 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 got a story. Um, and I think your story helps make you relevant. It helps you to empathize with those girls It helps you look them in the eye and and. They can see that you, you've walked the walk. Uh, you don't just talk the, the religious talk. Um, tell, tell our audience a little bit about, you know, in, in, a, in a screenshot trailer version, what you've come out of and why God has changed, how God has changed your life and how he's using that now to reach other girls. Because you and I both know in the cultural climate that we live in right now, and, mm. and you know what you're dealing with. Uh, and I, I call it a modern day Corinth. I mean, you know, everything is over sexualized. I mean, our, our, yeah. our girls are being snatched up uh, and even some of them uh, risk being trafficked and, you know, just Less you name right. it. Yeah. Right. And so kind of share over the next five minutes or so uh, how God has used you and how he's using you uh, based on taking beauty uh, from ashes in your life.
1: In regards to the to the mentoring program, I would say um, I just actually had an interview with one of the girls, and to be able to let them know, you know, for me, my elementary school years were I mean, we moved around a lot, so we had I went to maybe seven different elementary schools, and then when middle school was actually the only solid uh, grades that I was actually able to stay at one school for the whole term, so which was Apollo middle school, which is a beautiful story that God has wow. been able to bring me back yep. to my middle school to be able, yeah, to be able to do the work that he's allowing me to do here. Um But for me, and I realized this just now and I tell the girls, I'm just realizing this now that this is what happened to me. But between fifth grade and fifth grade, I was a straight A student. I had the presidential award for getting straight A's through the whole year. Um, I loved school and it was great. But between fifth and sixth grade that summer, my parents got divorced mm. and that. That divorce was super traumatic for me. Obviously, I didn't know it then. And obviously my parents didn't know how to navigate us through that. Yeah, and what emotional, yeah, what emotional breakdowns we were gonna have because of it. And so um obviously going into sixth grade, my grade starts to fluctuate. By seventh grade, I was already, you know, into drugs and skipping school. And it wasn't, it was just super. Uh, chaotic for mm, me mm. emotionally um mentally, physically, like all those changes that I know now. hey that's what I was going through, mm-hmm. um especially with the divorce in between my mom and my dad and um that's what caused me to go get into drugs and to just get into the streets right. and not really care and My parents try to do the best I mean, my mom provided for us, she was at work from nine to six, so it it's, it's the same story. You know, I feel like it's the same cycle. It's always that continuous cycle of the brokenness in the home and then the The parents trying to provide. Yes. And then the parents, they're providing, you know, all our physical needs. Um, but when it comes to our emotional needs and mental needs, they're really not knowing how to navigate us through that. So for me, it was that, um, that divorce that caused that trauma and then i turned to drugs and i turned to the streets and that was my way of escaping that Mm. and i try to tell these girls you know being angry and being hurt and being sad it's okay it's just how we navigate that how are we going to communicate that are we going to go out and fight people i was a fighter i would fight all the time in school because i was angry Mm -hmm. and i didn't Mm -hmm. know how to deal with it instead of being able to acknowledge my feelings, recognize them and process them in a healthy way, I was doing it all in a very unhealthy way and very, a very, a way that was causing a lot of hurt to yes. myself. Hurt right? people, hurt people. Um, yeah. And so, but thank God um, he's redeemed that yep. and he was able to, now I get to go back to that school and I get to redeem those years. Redeem that the I had
0: time. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yep. Yes. Restore so what the that's where we're even. at. Yes, well, you're doing a phenomenal work, Maria. I'm so proud of you. I mean, God has opened doors for you. You've been featured even at the uh Calvary Fort Lauderdale main campus. There's been a video footage of the work that God is doing in and through you. I know the education project team of Calvary has been uh extremely aggressively uh, pursuing some of yes, that they've work been amazing, and, yeah, 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 and supporting that work. I know Calvary, north Miami we're behind you and Uh, We're looking to be a hub for you all to uh, to have rest and respite to where you can send students and parents. And and again, and again, if we have to dispatch prayer warriors into the homes, you know, we're about that life. (laughs) So we we get out there and and get it. Um, So, man, I want to thank you for uh, just coming on the show, uh, sharing just a little bit, a snapshot of what God is doing uh, and if, if, if someone,
1: thank you for having us. Yeah.
0: If someone, if someone wants to hit you up and just ask, you know, a little bit more about the program, uh, just share a little bit, like how can they reach you? Maybe an email address, uh, some social media, uh, what are ways people can reach out to find out more about the program?
1: So we do have, um, the, the email it's truth, mentoring at com. They can reach us through there. They can also reach us through the, the IG. It's truth leaders on Instagram. You can search it up and it'll be, it'll pop up. Um, Those are ways that they can contact me if they want to get involved, which would be amazing because we definitely need more volunteers to be able to just come out here and love on the girls, the students, the, I mean, the teachers, the staff that is here. That would be amazing.
0: That actually reminds me, we need to get you up front at Calvary North Miami soon. um, Maybe before I preach and you take a little bit of, maybe three, five minute segment and shoot your shot. See if uh, we can get some more volunteers from CCNM out there. And I know you're not all about that public speaking. Maybe I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. You set up a table in the back and uh, and we'll just go ahead and and send the people back. That sounds
1: like a plan. That sounds more like a plan.
0: All right, sis. Well, listen, I appreciate you. I pray that people do reach out and uh, I'm going to continue to pray for you. You know, I love you and I'm behind you. We believe in you. So keep up the good work.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Pastor. I appreciate it. All right. God bless.
1: Have a good one. God bless, you. Likewise.
0: Well, there you have it. That's it. We just had Maria Garcia of Truth Mentoring. She meets at Apollo Middle School, and she has just shared some of the work that she's doing. Uh, man, it is instrumental and so uh, pivotal for our young ladies uh, to have mentoring. And we're going to get some guys on as well in the future episodes. So uh, hang with us on the Miami voice, but that's it for this week's episode. I love you. And as always, Jesus Christ loves you so much more. God bless.